Welcome to Let's Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Bats. This is a show where we talk about hard-hitting community conversations, introduce you to your neighbors. Uh, today, I'm excited, man. We have Tequil. Quill with us. Brother, thank you for joining us. No you know, I'm, I, I am a fan. I have to say it, man, of your work, of your energy, of the love you put forth into the world. I mean, uh, I travel a lot, man, and I've been on the, the beach in San Diego and seen your shirts. Yeah, I appreciate you it. You know, so it's like, uh, I, hey, I know him, right? <laughs> yeah. I want to introduce you to the people, man, but just tell us about yourself. What do you want folks to know about you? Yeah, I appreciate it. First and foremost, I want people to know, um, well, first, my name's Aquil, Aquil mm-hmm. Mason, a.k.a. some people know me as Good Guy Quill. Um, I started a brand called Good Guy in 2013. I started it as I was in the streets. I was trying to come up with a concept as the world perceives a good guy to look like. And and it was just one of those tricky thoughts I was coming up with as like, you know, I'm doing bad. So I want people to see me as good. But what does the world see as good? That's right. So I came up with just this white man with glasses, you know. He doesn't look like either of he don't us. Look like, yeah, he don't look yeah. like us. But when I wore it, you know. Who who you got on your shirt? So the good guy. So it's like okay, <laughs> and then the and then they wouldn't think like, oh, you the owner of that. So yeah, yeah. So I came out with something that's just it sold out immediately. Did it? Yeah, okay. immediately. Okay. And then that's when I knew I had something. And, and you know, coming from my walks of life, I always had like that leadership trait. So I just always wanted to do something that was bigger than me because I always just was a part of something that was big, mm-hmm. like gangs you know selling drugs that was that was big for us but how could you make something that's bigger than you so so you were able to transfer those skills from the streets to positive entrepreneurship to leadership within the community Mm -hmm. i mean what was that transition like like so that transition is i'm not saying it's easy i i think it was worth it so the transition is like you wake up with these ideas and and you hoping that those same cats that supported you in that negative light could follow you to that positive that's light. right and, and you hoping that you just get that same love that that same respect mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. one thing i learned through that transition if if you are who you say you are they're gonna follow you to the end of the road consistency consistency so and authenticity right yeah. so one thing I, I would want the world to know about me i'm i'm a work in progress i'm a i'm a narrative changer that's who i am mm-hmm. um I'm one of those people that's that's just constantly working, constantly that's just right. trying to change the narrative. Right. I'm constantly reaching back into the neighborhood, trying to save these young bucks. I know, I know. Every time I've seen you over the years, or we've talked via text, it's always positive. You're always asking how, how can you help. There's no doubt in my mind you're available to support and offer help to the community to your Absolutely. people, man. Two things, right? My mind goes to music. Some, for some reason, I see you and I see music. So I don't know. If, I don't know if you do music, but when you talk about good guy, I remember Ice Cube said, "Say hi to the bad guy." Yeah, yeah. And your counter narrative, "Say hi to the good guy," right? Mm-hmm. And then the other one is, and don't ask me why, but Cam's song, "What means the world to you?" comes mm-hmm. to my mind. What means the world to you? What means the world to Quill? What means the world to me is, um, I'm like a big people person. Okay. Right? What means the world to me is people is like the love just the love for people mm. i have seeing people happy um people you know or you're, you're talking about in general it's just in general okay. life okay that's that's yeah. that's what that's what it means to me is life man to see that's why i always got that positive energy that's yeah. why i'm always that light when i walk in a room is just that positive person that's powerful 
That's a better answer than Cam had, man. <laughs> but did you remember his response? Nah. <laughs> okay, nah. good. You got that out your mind. Yeah. So, so, so you love the positivity. You love uh, people being happy. Then, then, how does the suffering that we experience in this in, in, in our communities impact you? Right? Like, are you saying you're an empath? Um, I think how does like this... what do you see? You know what I mean? Like, what do you see? Some of the things that we need to improve on, and how does that impact you? It impact me in a way of. I'm only one person, so I can only change as much as I try to, right? That's right. So That's right. when I do see the suffering, I try to change it. So you have a duty to act. You do I, something. Yeah, I do something. And, and be it the streets or be it me acting on what we're talking about now, of me trying to change something, I'm yeah. battle-tested. That's right. The proof is in the pudding. That's right. I do book bag giveaways. I, I give out. Mm-hmm. When I see these kids that have nothing, I, I give at the drop of a dime. Yeah. I ain't one of these type of people that got to record every time I'm giving. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. I see these people that don't have nothing, I'm, I'm giving. You're there to assist. I'm, I'm constantly giving. Yeah. So like I said, I'm battle-tested, and that's what I do. So when I see suffering, I, I just try to help. And I, and, and I would say, back to, to where you started, right? You're battle-tested, you're consistent. And I think one of the biggest things you give is yourself, your image, your... Like you're an open book and you're available. You're Absolutely. you're a role model, mm-hmm. right? And um, I know for myself, I didn't have that growing up. Or I had it, but it was the wrong, right? It was the streets. I didn't have a quill growing up. Mm-hmm. Did you like tell us the backstory? Tell tell, tell, tell me about so two so, year old, five year old quill. So growing up, I don't think I had a role model. I had a um real model. Okay. And, and my real model was my father. A real model. A real model. Okay. And he gave it to me raw. Yeah. It's just his true walks of life. Okay. It's what's, like, what's your father's name? Sados. Sados. Okay. Shout out to Sados. Yeah, yeah. So he never like hid nothing. He just wait till I was a certain age to keep walking me through certain phases where he was at in life. Mm. Like at five, he didn't want to tell me how he was selling drugs. He mm-hmm. just waited to where I got in life where I can understand intellectually. Yeah. So where I'm going through it, he can explain it now. So you didn't have to walk through life alone. No. That's beautiful. Never. Man. When I was a kid, when he was in prison, okay, I I understand it yeah. quite a bit. And now that I'm older, he he gave me those stories that how it hurt him and when he was away. But I was maybe I felt alone. But as I got older, I wasn't walking alone. That's beautiful, man. So I I always had a real model, and I think that's what a I pour real into. model. I, yeah, I don't think I've ever heard that. Before. That's that's what I think I pour into people now. I ain't nobody's role model. I'm a real model. A real model. Because I'm gonna give it to you real. I ain't, I'm yeah. not sugarcoat nothing. If that's I can, right. I can. If I can't, I can't. So 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 your father. You said Sado's his name. Yeah, Sado. Tell us tell us a couple more real models that you had in your life. I, I had my father, my mother. My mother. She was one of them kind of people that was giving it to me straight too. You know. Um, Shout out to moms out there, man. Yeah, it's nothing like a um, a mother's love. But my mom was one of them type of people though too. It's like a double-edged sword, right? Okay. It's like um, she kind of she helped me and kind of hurt me because okay. she catered to the bull mess. Mm. So when I'm yeah, acting up yeah. in school, yeah, yeah, it's one of she those. She defended you, but the minute we walk out, it's on. Yeah, yeah. But it's like you confusing me. Yeah, because you defending me in front of these reinforcing people, reinforcing it. Right, right, right. Yeah. But when I'm walking out, it's on. You know, you're gonna get a mama bass right. the same. So, yeah, yeah. But through it all, now. When I start growing up, me, like me, I'm a person, I deal with abandonment issues, right? Okay. And it get deep. But I talk to my mom to this day. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that probably come from my mom. But me and my mom, we like best friends. Beautiful, man. So I say that to say, I talk to her this day, to this day about those issues. And she always tell me, 
to quote the same thing that you don't like about me and, and, and the things that you think I abandoned you for, I saved your life. Wow. Me sending you with your father was the best thing I, I, wow. I could ever do. And yeah. me knowing what I know now, mm-hmm. she's absolutely right. I needed but, but my at father. That time, at that time, I couldn't pain. understand because that's the only person I ever knew. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's when so, you're taken away from all you know. You don't quite get it as a kid. It's traumatic. It's traumatic. It's traumatic. So you talk about these these abandonment issues, right? And um, we've had a conversation before just about forgiveness. You having to forgive and release things, and conversations like that say two things to me. One is that you're vulnerable, mm-hmm. and two is that you're healthy. Right. What's your take on mental health? Like, how do you get there? How do? Because because a lot of men don't speak that way. Right. So um, my take on mental health is important. Yeah. And I think. It's super, super, super duper important, man. And I, I and I want to say this like on the record, like it's so important that I realize trauma runs so deep. That's right. And I got so many other battles that I still got to work on from the streets that I ain't even noticed I had. Things we normalize. Things we normalize. Yeah. That I, I got to tap in with a therapist, like. Okay. That's next for Tequil is okay. to get a therapist. So you've done the self-reflective yes. work and you're saying the next level, kind of like going to the gym. Yeah. People I don't need, understand that. Sometimes you need a trainer. I need somebody unbiased opinion. Yep. I need somebody that don't know me from a can of worms. That's right. And I need to tell them, hey, the way I look at love is like this. The way I look at money is like this. The way I look at anything is just like this but you don't know me and you could tell me why i look at it that comes from the streets it comes from the streets it comes from the streets and we carry that over into our love lives everything our business everything our friends how we how we how we perceive people as friends yeah what we interpret it as love when somebody cares threats and it's deep but we carried it for so long because when you kind of raised in a sense in the streets you start Feeling like that's right. That's the right way. So when you're having these falling outs and things like that, wow. or 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 you you're not seeing eye level with your mans, and you you quite don't get it. Yeah, you things can escalate real quick, man. Real fast. Yeah. yeah, and it's traumatic to you. But when you walking into the business office and stuff like that, you carrying that with you. But it's like, yo, you correlating the two, and it's different. That's right. One one of the things that we we provide to the community. Our therapist, right? Like because uh, traditionally we're not accustomed to it, especially as men, right? Like mm-hmm. like we we sometimes see it as a weakness. But you're saying I'm strong, I'm vulnerable, mm-hmm. and I'm human. Absolutely. And and I and I want to heal, and mm-hmm. the healing is active. Mm-hmm. What message do you have to that 12 year old that's caught up in gangs, mm-hmm. that is in the streets, that pops is locked up, that thinks his world is limited, his or her world is limited? My message to them is, um, I was once you, I was once you. I never had an older sibling. The streets was my big brother mm-hmm. because when I was 12, yeah, I had an active father, but I couldn't tell him my secrets as a kid. Okay. I, couldn't, I couldn't relate. I, I couldn't feel that he could relate. I couldn't talk to him about kiddish things like that where I'm going through something and I think he understands me. So I leaned into the streets. The streets was my big brother. So I turned into to gangs. I I, I became blood. Okay. So what I do when I become blood? The you first do what thing, bloods do. You do what bloods do. And yeah. what, what you want to do, you want to move up in rank. That's and right. And what you start leaning into, your big homie. And yeah. what your big homie is, you that, you think that's your big bro. So right? now you're moving up in rank in the, I guess we call it the corporate world, in the entrepreneurial space, right? right. You, you, you're, you're becoming a household name. 
NBA players are wearing your brand, mm-hmm. rappers, business people are wearing your brands. What is your message to the person in the business world that thinks they know you? You've got the chains on, you've got the braids in your hair. What's your message to them, man? They think they know Quill. We've seen you before. <laughs> My message to them is um, it's a lot you still got to learn. Mm. I think you know me surface level. That's right. You, you know what I show. You, you know what I show. I, don't, yeah. I, I, I would hate the, for somebody to say they really know me. Well, they, I'm, I'm saying sometimes they say they know your type. I'm, these are strangers. You're walking into a building right. and someone's on the elevator and they look at you and they, they have a whole narrative in their mind on who we are. I think, I think just know my heart is pure. My heart is pure. My heart is pure. I got good inten- great intentions. Great that's intentions. It, but my story back to that kid, I would break that down as I was once you. Just don't get tricked out of who you are. Okay. Don't, don't let nobody control your mind. And I'm not saying that all gangs are just the worst of the worst. I ain't saying that. I ain't saying you're going to get in the gang and kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is don't let them trick you out your blessings, homie. Wow. Don't let them just control, be somebody crash dummy. That's right. You don't do nothing they wouldn't do. Come out of character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for acceptance. Yeah. yeah. Go find a real big brother. Go find some real friends. We're out here. We out here. We out here. You you are out there every day. Quill, I want to thank you for all you do. I I want to thank you for all you are. I want to thank you for the the, the love that you uh, emanate out into the world, man, and the consistency, authenticity, and vulnerability. I learn from you, man. I appreciate Um, it. And I I appreciate you. In closing, is there anything you want to say to the people? To the people, um, I thank y'all. I thank you. I thank you for even reaching to me for this interview. You're a change maker, man. Yeah, man. Where, where do we find you? Where do we learn more about you? Learn more about me. You can come to my store, 26 North 6th Street, mm-hmm. Allentown, PA, 18101. Website, goodguymia.com. Handle on Instagram, goodguyquill. The business handle on Instagram, goodguymia. Thank you, man. Thank you. I, I'll, I'll say in closing, uh, and this is before I met you and saw the name of the brand, I've always had this wrestle inside of me right this this of am i the good guy acting like a bad guy or am i mm-hmm. the bad guy acting like a good guy yeah men like you give me permission and all of us permission to be a good guy man yeah thank you appreciate thank you. you you're listening to let's talk we'll be right back thank you to the members of wdiy for making all the programming you hear possible becoming a wdiy member is the best way to support your listening and to ensure WDIY will be here for the next person in our community to discover. Make your membership gift today at 610-694-8100, extension 4, or WDIY.org. We couldn't be here without you. Welcome back. This is Dr. Betts. Welcome back to Let's Talk. We're here with Shahid Hassan. Uh, Shahid is a Serial entrepreneur. We are appreciative, blessed, and excited, Shahid, to have you uh, in the studio with us today. How are you, brother? I'm great. I appreciate it being here. Thank you, man. Thank you for coming out. We, we want you to tell us a little bit about yourself. What, what do you want the world to know about Shahid? It's a great question. Um, I want the world to know that I'm a winner, and mm. I want to win. So, and if we're talking about entrepreneurship or anything that I do, I want to be the best at it. So I want to put the time and energy into learning and knowing I don't know everything to execute at a high level. You want to win. Yeah. I'm a competitor. I want to win at what I do. 
You know, it's funny. Uh, I'm, I'm not a sports guy at all. But when you say I want to win, my mind automatically goes to sports mm-hmm. as though that's the only way to, to win in life. Right. Yeah. Um, I used to play sports, but I knew I wasn't going to go to the NBA, NFL. So I had that same competitiveness. So I want to carry that over to if, if that's business, if that's. I don't care what it is. If it's something I want to compete and I want to win, it's a it's a feeling, an energy that you get from competing at the highest level, or even losing and figuring out a way to come back from a loss and win. That's right. That's powerful. I asked uh, Quill in 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 the earlier segment. I referenced that Cameron song, what and where Cameron said, "What means the world to you?" Mm -hmm. Right. So I bring that to you. What means the world to you? So you reference that song. So the first thing that came to mind is the words of that song. (laughs) I definitely don't want to say that. Yeah, but that, that song is imprinted in your it's mind, right? Yeah. So so what do you want to imprint in the, the minds of the youth and the people that you work with? What means the world to you? Because ultimately, that is who Shahid is. A legacy. Put my children in a position to have a have a better start than I had. So mm. taking things further than my father or mother took it for me. Mm. So actually adding on to the um, groundwork and the, and the foundation that they set for us. Mm. Thank you. That's beautiful, man. And, and and shout out to the mothers and fathers that continue to give and contribute to the legacy, the, the shoulders that we stand on, right? Yeah. Uh, so so, so we, we talked in the first half about the importance of role models and real models. I want to talk to you about this idea of the importance of creating opportunities for people in our community and for businesses taking risk on people that don't always have, you know, they have blemishes in their background. Mm-hmm. I know you, like I said, you're a serial entrepreneur, and I know you hire from within the community and you give people a shot. Yeah, I think, I guess, speaking to role models and giving people a shot, um, in my experience, people in the community, a lot of times we hire ex-offenders. Um, and we have a construction company. That's one of our businesses right now we're, that we're not working on. We're working in and trying to grow. We have a construction company, and you know, we build houses, do commercial buildings. Um, so we hire people who have been formerly incarcerated. We give them opportunities. We teach them how to do different trades. And... In my experience, a lot of people who I grew up with, some who actually work for me now, they didn't have those role models that I had. Like I had a father in the household who who showed me how to do these things, who mm-hmm. was always pushing us, always encouraging us and telling us we can be great, we can do anything we wanted to do. And these people a lot of times didn't have those role models. So they're a lot of times ended up in positions of getting incarcerated or, or being in, in a not so favorable financial position because they didn't see it to be possible. So I think it's important to to hire people in our community to give them a second chance and to try to be somewhat of a role model or to try to be someone who can who can understand their position that they may didn't have a role model or didn't have a didn't have the guidance and that they need a second chance and opportunities should be available for them as well. And, and thank you for what you do, right? Because because we know that you make a difference in the lives of many families in our community by uh, prioritizing hiring people that are formerly incarcerated. Thinking of this idea of mass incarceration in a prison industrial complex, right? Someone that's that's not been in it, mm-hmm. but has always been exposed to it through friends, community, relatives. What is it about? Let's let, let's talk about prison and, and what you see and what are some of the solutions and some of the causes to you know 2.4 million people being incarcerated in this country. Uh, I think. Probably based on conversations we had before, but just seeing it firsthand. Like, I haven't experienced it, but once again, everybody who I grew up with, my whole block, my neighborhood, wow. I can't think of anyone who hasn't been in prison. And I, want, I want to just pause with that, right? Mm-hmm. You're saying your entire peer group, your entire block, your entire neighborhood, mm-hmm. you can't think of anyone. Even if you miss someone and there's one person, 
I can't think of anyone. <laughs> so we're doing a house right now in, in my old neighborhood, and I run into people who I grew up with who I forgot they may have, may have stayed on my block or my neighborhood for a period of time and and, and moved on somewhere else. But I, I ran into a guy the other day. I forgot all about him. And he had just came home from a murder charge. He did about 10 or 12 years. His brother, he's in jail right now. But let's just give an example. Everyone who I know, and there's no one, there's no exception, but maybe one one woman actually, but all men I know from my neighborhood have been to prison in some in some capacity. And what impact does that have on the community? I think it takes the men away from the community, number one. And it's not exclusive to men, because women go to prison as well, but I'm mm-hmm. speaking for the from the man's side. Uh, it, takes, it takes the men away from the community. It takes them away at an early age. A lot of these people, you know, when I went off to college, they were going into prison. Wow. So I'm going to college at 18, 19. They're going to prison to spend the next 10 years. So those formidable years that I had to make some mistakes and to grow and to, and to have dreams and aspirations, they were behind the wall. Wow. And once again, I haven't experienced that, but I can, I can talk to the experience of seeing them come back home and how the world is treating them when they're back home, how the jobs are scarce, how they have to put down that they're a former offender on paperwork. And even if they did something, you know, you're 18 years old, I made a lot of mistakes. That's right. I probably could have been in prison if it just wasn't for luck in some capacity. Like That's there's right. things I've done that luck just, just happened to get me out of, or having a father who knew some people ha- happened to get me out of. And, you know, they had to deal with coming home, signing paperwork, saying that they're a former offender, couldn't find jobs, and feeling like they had nothing to do besides probably go back into that same system. Hmm. And, and, and I mean, just, just listening to you, looking at you, thinking about the journey of uh, ending recidivism that you're on in your work, mm-hmm. I hear and see so much empathy and understanding, right? You said, you said, I haven't been there, but I can see the struggles they have when they come home. What's the message you have for the business person that, lacks empathy, that does not want to hire people that are formerly incarcerated, that doesn't care, but, you know, that has 100 jobs but doesn't even set any aside for, for folks like that? What's the, what's the, what do you want them to know? Um, that there's dividends paid outside of actual actual monetary value that you may get from from putting $100 into a job or to a business. There's dividends by hiring people, by giving back to the community, by creating wealth that, that lasts long term. So there's wealth in people. Wow. So that's like the real wealth is in people. So if you if you are helping someone, you create one job, you create one person, or you help one person stay out of prison, or help one person provide for their family, then there's wealth created. That person's going to actually create wealth. He's going to create monetary wealth, but there's a wealth of taking someone out of a bad situation. I think yeah. that dividend pays a lot more than the actual dollars and cents. So you're saying you're saying there's value in helping people to become productive, contributing members to society in terms of like tax roles and things. Like mm-hmm. that. You're also saying there's value in just being a good guy and helping people and doing the right thing. Everyone needs a hand up at some point in their lives. Yeah, there's a lot more value in, in helping people. I mean, Anyone in business has probably been helped by someone. That's right. Like people who are at a high level have yeah. been helped by someone, someone who is above them, someone who's already done it, who's already That's made right. mistakes, who's already, who's already has connections, has helped them. And it's the same situation. You're just paying it forward because someone more than likely grew up in a bad situation and they ended up in a worse situation doesn't mean that they don't deserve help, don't, don't deserve to be put in a better, in a better space in life. Mm. 
there is wealth in people, man. I, that, that, that's beautiful, man. I, 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 I want to hold that for a moment, you know, and um, the challenge that you're putting forth to other business owners. Um, let's transition and let's talk about briefly mental health in our community. You've talked about some of the problems, the impact of prison. I mean, we know there are other. What, what, what are your thoughts on mental health? What do you see? I feel like they go hand in hand almost. Okay. I mean, I think, once again, I, I speak from the perspective of the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. But um, people who I know have been to prison, they're not the same person when they come back home. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like someone going to the military, not the same person. Like, there's a different way of thinking, and your mental health is going to be affected by being by being caged up, by being, by being labeled as someone who, who is a— uh, a threat to society mm-hmm. and to continue to come home and have to have that label on you is going to, is going to impact your mental health. So I think, you know, what we can do as, as business owners to impact mental health, obviously there's, there's insurance, there's providing insurance, providing services in, inside your job where they can speak with counselors and things of that nature, but just giving people confidence. I think confidence mm-hmm. is a, is a, is a great builder of, of the mind of, of, of showing what you can do in this world and been, and been a, a bit of impact. Uh, if you have if you have confidence, I think giving jobs, showing people skills, give them opportunity to feel like they are functioning members of society is yeah. a benefit to mental health. You know, I have a saying where 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 we say we are each other's medicine, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what I'm hearing you say. Like through community, through uh, staying connected, through mm-hmm. creating hope that we can heal and and things can get better. Yeah, I believe so. I had a um, actually an employee in mind. He did some time in prison. He was telling me about the a drug program he went through that was that had some had some therapists and things in them. But some of the things that, that he included in the program seemed elementary to me. They seemed like okay, well, it's having someone tell you about doing the right thing and making the right decision. It seems something that's that's so basic to me. But it's it was it was major to him. He said it helped change his life. Mm-hmm. So after speaking with him, I tried to think about those things when interacting with, with people in general, but especially formerly incarcerated individuals about making the right decision on the job site. If it's a nail that we're putting in that is not going to be saw by anybody, we're going to have sheetrock on top of it, for example. It's still a good decision to put it in properly to try to live your life in a way that's. Um, that's that's doing the right thing when no one's looking and making those small choices. That's important. That's right. That's critically important. You know, I think so. So I've known you a long time. I don't know you. You maybe twelve or so, thirteen, mm, something like that. Yeah. So 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 I think about when I was incarcerated. I called your father, Salahuddin Hassan Rahimullah, right? And and he told me, you you will always have a home. You're my son. You come here to my home. Mm-hmm. And it made me cry to hear those words. Mm-hmm. But it helped build the, that confidence. Mm-hmm. Is is that where you got that from? Is he in you? I mean, because I know when I was incarcerated, what it meant for me. Absolutely. Um, my mother, I'll say my mother, my father, absolutely. But my mother as well, you know, she worked at a, at a, at a battered women's shelter. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of the same concept. These people... I say these people, but these, you know, this community, you know, we, it's the same type of problem. So, you know, we got, we got mental health, we have incarceration, we have, we have battered women. It's all a, I guess, a smorgasbord of a lot of the same issues. And she worked and helped people for years, giving them a place to stay. A lot of times let them stay in our actual house if they couldn't get in the shelter and things. So that's always a a concept that I've always grew up with. That's just baked into who you are. baked into me. Whether yeah. it's good or bad, it's baked into it. And shout out, shout out to your mother, Linda Hassan, right? Because the, yeah. the, the sister, same thing. She has a, a, a little uh, 
in-law suite off to her house, and she told me that's my bedroom. Mm-hmm. You know, so so you come from a giving people. You are a giving person. You're, you're you're teaching your kids to give. In closing, what message do you have for for twelve year old Shahid that's struggling, that's getting caught up in gangs, making some poor decisions? Mm. That the decisions that you make, even though they can impact you for a long time, that time is going to pass and you got to be able to look forward and, and, and put the, put the past behind you and keep moving forward. Like, I mean, that's a, I guess a somewhat of a generic answer, but a lot of times we get caught up in, in decisions and choices that we made in the past and we can't move forward, but we got to look forward and look ahead and have goals. What we're going to do for the future. Shahid, thank you for being the visionary that you are. Thank you for being the philanthropist that you are. Thank you for being the giver that you are. Thank you for being the friend that you are. This is Dr. Bats on Let's Talk with Shahid Hassan. We thank you. We love you. Peace.